down in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Welcome everyone, this is Karen Schoen, you're listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network, with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Folks, um, I'm going to try something a little different today. I was interviewed on Sally Baptiste's radio show on blogtalkradio.com forward slash American Statesman. And this show is on Monday nights. And Sally and I had such a great conversation about the Constitution and the importance of originalists and not making the Constitution into a living, breathing document that changes at the whim of the people who are on this Supreme Court. Uh, In order for a country to work, Rules and laws have to be fixed for everyone. Otherwise, we have a tremendous chaotic atmosphere. And as the left continues to try to change our culture, one of the things that they have done is decided that the Constitution is a living, breathing document. And it is not. It is a document that is a contract between the people who elect their government to take care of their needs. The sole purpose of government is to take care of its citizens. Unfortunately, we don't have a government that is interested in doing that. But we have a constitution, and fortunately, it seems as though we have some really good people on the Supreme Court. So let's take a listen to Karen and Sally. Overall, we're seeing a restoration of the Constitution. We're actually going back and say, wait a minute, that's not what the Constitution says. That's not what the Constitution says, and we don't have the authority to do this. So we're actually going back to the Constitution. Does this mean, and I've uh, been talking about this, you know, does God still bless America? Why would God bless America with things we're doing? Are we starting to see that God is paying attention to what we're doing, that many of us are trying to restore the integrity, the humanity, the decency of this of this country, and now is giving us some help? Is that what this is about? You know, it's um, you have to make up your own mind, but it's like something else is happening. We, with all of this going on with this court, which, of course, we have to give credit where credit is due, much as I'm not a Mitch McConnell fan, he actually did play a role in all of this, too. Uh, but Trump, we were able to get constitutionalists on the on the Supreme Court. I'm totally surprised by it. Didn't know whether these people were going to show uh, you know show the true colors. Clarence uh, Clarence Thomas, you knew he was always going to do that. Alito, you hear he's pretty much there too, but you really just didn't know what was going to happen with the three new ones. Um, but right now, we seem to truly have people who understand what the Supreme Court is for. 
and what the Constitution is, and that what their role is in interpreting the Constitution as it was written, not whatever people want it to be today. So when I just think of all this happening, it's like, are we being given a second chance? Do we have a, a chance to save this country? And you got to think about what is the, the globalists out there, the Agenda 21, the Event 201, the, the nutcases who are trying to do the Great Reset stuff, uh, New World Order, they must see that Americans are not backing down. They must understand that we we uh, have awoken, you know, awoken the sleeping giant, whatever kind of thing. But people are starting to really realize they, they aren't just giving a, a credit or, I should say, not signing away their rights to whoever's in public office, assuming that these people are going to watch out for the best interest. COVID, this is really one of the silver linings. It's, it's kind of crazy where COVID was such a negative in so many ways. It actually was part of the awakening of what's happened here. You know, so many of these things I don't know would be happening had it not been for the insanity of what COVID did, making kids stay home with the schools and kids, parents starting to realize what was really happening in the schools and these, these just other variety of things of, um, COVID, making people pay attention to what's going on, including your health care. Well, wait a minute. Do you have the, your body, your your abortion, whatever else? What about my body and no vaccines and all this kind of stuff? And so it, it's all been some weird blessing in disguise of what COVID really means. And because of the insanity and the evilness, crimes against humanity of the Fauci's out there, what they're trying to do with smallpox, no one's going to pay attention to it. The bad part is if we have something really happen, nobody will pay attention to it either. But we see how they will use things like this as weapons against us. And that's what they did with COVID, you know, but we, we realized eventually. And there's still some people who are still having problems out there trying to figure out what's really going on. But um, we're, we're still believing, still drinking the Kool-Aid, drinking the COVID Kool-Aid from Fauci and company. But it's, um, it's made other people pay attention, made other people start questioning. Why, what we should be calling critical thinking that they don't teach in school today. But luckily, we've got enough other people out there saying, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. So that, that was another thing. And I really do think it's, it's going to be something. What would you think of a cloud company who are coming up with the useless people and what are we going to do to depopulate, which of course, abortion was definitely a depopulation thing as well. Um, what, what are they thinking right now? What's going on in their mind? with the fact that we, the people, are pushing back. Um, we've, we've actually got people on the Supreme Court who are pushing back. We still have to be aware we have those loons on the other side, the communist loons, which they've always been communist. It's really, the more I know about the Democrat Party, the more you realize how evil they have always been. Um, but you know they're not going to stop. You know they're going to fight in the streets. They're going to do... What they're doing in the streets, what they did in the streets last summer, and, and what they're going to do now, and what they started doing, it's going to be so much worse than January 6th. Yet, you got these morons in D.C. who are still worried about that. Apparently, they're having a last-minute hearing or something. They're going to have some other hearing tomorrow on Jan January 6th uh, that wasn't planned or something. These people are just totally nuts. That's all there is to that. But the whole thing is, um, there's Something else is happening. Whether this is a revolution of our soul to get us back to where we where we belong, to get um, going back to God, one nation under God, a God we trust, 
it, something is happening here. I'm hoping it's all going in the right direction. I'm hoping it's to help us save our country. But um, with that being said, I'm going to get Karen on here. Let's talk about these different cases, and there's so much going on. Um, Roe Ro v. Wade being one of the biggies, but it wasn't the only one. The thing with the guns in New York and the religion and stuff, there's just a lot happening. We're really focusing on what's happening with the Supreme Court, how we're re restoring, reinstating the Constitution of the United States, and what this means to the election, what these Democrats will do, communist Democrats will do to the election kind of stuff. We're, we're talking about what is happening right now with this country. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Sally. It's always wonderful to be on your show um, and really be able to have a full conversation. I've been thinking about this for quite some time, and I believe right now that the pendulum is swinging in the opposite direction, which a pendulum always does. What we call originalists are now interpreting the Constitution rather than the folks who give it the living, breathing label. And that's where the riff is always. So I'm trying to figure out how to explain this to people so that they understand the ramifications and the consequences of the two groups and what will happen as a result. So I'm thinking of an analogy, and I came up with this one. Let's say you are a member of a football team, and the coach calls for a practice. And at the practice, he gives all the players their playbook. And the play, and the coach says, pay attention to plays number seven, eight, and 12, because those are the ones we're going to do first. So all the players read what's on their playbook, and they go out in the field, and the coach, the you know, however they're yelling it, and they yell the numbers, and everybody does something different. How does that work? How are you going to play that game? And they all took out their playbook, and they're yelling at the coach saying, no, it's my way, it's my way, it's my way. But each of those plays is different. And of course, each of those plays was designed for the people who are going to get them. So the play for the black player is more pictures because they don't think he can read. And the play for the the Muslim player is full of Allah says, and they go on and on and on. And they are giving the plays to the people for who they are are rather than what they can do for the team. Can this group go out and win a game? How could you go on the field and play against another team if everything that you do is different with each player? So now let's take the opposing team. The opposing team gets their playbook and they go out on the field and everybody knows all the plays. Quarterback yells the plays and everybody does the same thing. And they win the game because they are a well-oiled machine all working together for the same goal. Well, that's what this is about. We have a group of people who believe that the Constitution should be interpreted for anybody, anytime, anyway, as long as they're part of a designated group that they have determined is a group. They have made up a language for that group. They have made up play rules for that group. So each group is different. Well, how can you run a country like that? You can't. You have chaos. 
And when you have chaos, nobody pays attention to who's stealing what from whom. I believe that's what we have going on right now. We should be so thankful for President Trump for putting originalists on the Supreme Court. And we have to stand strong and not allow them to, as they say, pack the court because their idea is if they put nine more justices on, well, then they don't have to worry about anything ever. They'll get whatever they want passed all the time. That's not, A, the way to run a country, and that's not what the Constitution is about. The Constitution is a set of rules that everyone is supposed to have the same set of rules and follow them in a nice orderly manner. And that way, each person becomes the best that they can be. And because they know the rules, they all work together and they all promote together. And that's what being an American was all about. So I think that we should do a couple of things. And one of those is drop all of the adjectives in front of the word America and just become Americans. That'll drive the left nuts because then they won't be able to divide us. And that's what all of those acronyms or all of those adjectives do. They're there to say, you're the black American, you're the white American, you're the Christian American, you're the Jewish American. No, I'm not. I'm an American first. And then I'm a Jew. That's the way it works. It is my country. If I don't have a country to live in, we went through this with Israel. You don't have a country, you don't have anything. If we are not taught that, the most important thing is our own personal property. And the fact that they want to take it away and steal it is what this is all about. They feel there's too many of us on the planet, and therefore they must do their utmost to get rid of us. And what better way than war? That's They're out all the time. They make a fortune. Uh, supplying all of the uh, machinery for the war. And then uh, they make a fortune when the people come home because they leave the machinery and all of the equipment over there for the enemy to have, but they have to make new equipment because it'll be better. We, yeah, we are fighting a group of people who have absolutely no desire at all to preserve life and to preserve America. And nothing is more evident than what we are seeing right now. Yes, we can be rest assured that true Marxist uh, thinking and doing, these people who many of them are paid off by the NGOs and a lot of them work in the school system, so they're off in the summer so they can have their summer of rage. That's what Marxists do. We have to read history. We have to understand it. We have to be prepared for it, and we have to let it not happen. Oh, my goodness, how could you not let it happen? How can you do What can you do? You could arrest them. You can make an example of them. You can send them to jail. And I will bet that when you do that, you will find that most of them can't read and write. And that's the real tragedy of this whole thing. But it is so refreshing. It is so wonderful to see that our Supreme Court is following the Constitution, which means that you and I both know what the laws are. We know what we can expect. And if we do something wrong, it's on us, not them, because we did it wrong. We have to, our kids are going to school right now and as they're growing up, they're learning, I, 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 me, 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 what can you do for me? How great am I? 
So that's what they're learning. It's my thoughts, my plans. Oh, you're making me feel bad. Oh, I can't. Oh, you can't do anything is the problem. And now Biden just forgave a billion dollars worth of um, student loans. So all of us hardworking people that may not have gone to college are now paying for these criminal Marxists to go to school and to turn on us, <laughs> which is what's going to happen. We have to become smarter than that. We have to be better than that. We have to know what they are going to do before they do it, because they all do it the same way. We need to read the playbook. We need. When was the last time you read Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals? Read that. When was the last time you read uh, Blueprint to Take Over Colorado? Read that. That's exactly what they're doing. And they're doing it throughout the country. So shows like yours, Sally, need to be shared. It's wonderful that we're here and we're all talking and this is incredible. But we need to share this information as well. Because if we keep it to ourselves... Who cares? You know, we have learned, unfortunately, to be the silent majority. And we have learned not to talk about politics and religion. And that's an uncomfortable topic. How can you talk about that, Karen? You can't talk about politics and religion, but you can talk about the drag queen sex hour for kindergartens. Does that make any sense? Makes no sense at all. And that's the idea, to keep us confused, to keep us off our toes, to keep us in flux so that we don't know what's going on because there's a fire over there and then there's a fire over there. And excuse me, there's a peaceful demonstration over there and a peaceful demonstration over there. Of course, the buildings are on fire, but the people meant it in peace. Give me a break. Think about what these people are doing. Their policies are absurd. They make no sense. We have a food shortage. Everybody knows we have a food shortage. The price of food is going off the charts. People are going to be starving, and that is going to be so sad. So what did the administration do? They increased the amount of corn and soy that you're going to be putting in your tank as ethanol. Now, what is that going to do? Well, that might decrease the food supply, you think? Well, they don't want to think because ethanol to farmers is a big voting block. And now they can make the farmers happy by having them produce corn that they're going to burn in our fuel tanks. We have to stop this insanity because the programs don't make sense. They're not supposed to make sense. They can't work. They will never work because if they did work, then we would turn around and say, thank you. The program worked. We don't need you anymore. And then they wouldn't be in power. So the programs will never work so that they can come back and say, if we only had more time, please reelect us. We only need more time. And if we only had more money. So I'll give another billion dollars to Ukraine for guns while I take yours away. We accept it. That's the worst part. That's the worst part. We have to start doing things like they do. So a listener sent me actually from Cindy Lucas sent me a um, a note this morning and said, we will be demonstrating this Saturday at a store to be named. We will go into the store. We will fill our shopping carts up with all the merchandise that we can possibly fill it up with. We will then go to the front door and drop our shopping carts off and tell these people that we will never shop in their store again. 
I thought that was great. Could you imagine a whole bunch of people going to Target to Target and doing that? This is fighting back. You don't have to go steal the stuff. Just get it off the shelves, pile up the shopping carts and then say, thank you very much for canceling Mike Lindell or whatever, or, or having your drag queen story hour or making sure your quota was diverse and inclusive. <laughs> making sure you're, you're using um, uh, company money to travel, have people travel across the country to get an abortion. Right. Yes. Thank you very much. We love your policies. So we're going to do this every Saturday. We're going to help you. Yeah. You want, we want you to see your inventory. So we'll take it off the shelves for you. If we don't yeah, start you fighting back. Because you were, you were shopping and you decided, oh, I really don't need this after all. and walk out. That's right. That's it. That's it. Folks, if we don't start yeah, fighting. If there's one of those going on around me, especially at Walmart, after the game, they just played as Michael Bell. I'll do that. Yes. Yes, imagine a bunch of people going to Walmart, filling up their shopping carts and saying, walking to the front of the store and saying, thank you for Mike Lindell and walking out. We have to disrupt what they have put in place because that's what we have not been doing. And fighting back doesn't mean that you pick up a gun and shoot somebody or that you uh, steal their property. No, there are many, many, many more ways to show your disgust for who these people are than doing something violent. That was Martin Luther King, and that was Mahatma Gandhi. And they believed that peaceful demonstrations were, would peaceful, what are they, civil disobedience. So you are disobeying but you're doing it civilly, kind of like what you did, Miss Sally, when you called the office last week and you asked the, the senator if she needed a Bible because she didn't understand the importance of life. Now, that's a lot nicer than calling up and saying, you stupid moron, blah, blah, blah. So exactly. you I get... I see what you're doing. I don't understand it. Right. Uh, I need some guidance. And if you lost your way off with your Bible. Yep. Now, that will go further than calling them up and yelling at them because they won't know how to handle that. That's the whole thing. You want to catch them off guard by doing what they're doing, only giving it a twist for our gain, not for their gain. If you follow, if we follow their path, okay, so... Never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, we've got plenty of crises that right now that we don't have to let go to waste. You know, instead of um, like sending, what did they send? Over 70 planes a day of illegals into the country. I mean, these are things that, where are the governors? Who's going to pay for this? Nobody's well, asking those questions. The governors, uh, governors, when it comes to these governors, this is where I don't want the census worried about running for the presidency in 2024. We need strong governors because we are a nation, a sovereign nation of many sovereign states. And this is what people don't understand about the um, Second Amendment or in reference to the Roe v. Wade stuff. 
and what the Constitution says and what it doesn't say. If it doesn't say, it goes to the state. Isn't that what these people are really afraid of? Because they know that the state, the majority of people do not support abortion as it is having an aborted child coming out of the womb. I mean, come on, or two or three months after, or a month, whatever. What the infanticide stuff? It's so sick of what they've done. I heard someone say it earlier today. It's like well, there was a sympathy and understanding for a, a, a prostitute who was also a drug addict and an alcoholic and whatever else. And Lord only knows what that lifestyle was doing to that baby and whether this person would ever take care of them and things like that. So, uh, and then of course the teenager down at like the pregnancy routine. And so there was a certain amount of trying to sort of sympathize or whatever there was this situation to, to, to do this. It's been, it, uh, the way this other person was saying it on, on the show, we gave you an engine, you took, uh, several miles or something to that effect. It was one thing to try to correct a problem, whatever, whatever you want to call it, whether pregnancy is a problem or not. Um, and especially when it comes to the derivative dead people and all this other stuff, but what they do with the child abuse going on as they carry that child in that condition, that kind of thing. But then you, but, um, but then you decided that you were going to make it that will, uh, which goes back to uh, our vice president, saying it's a, a medical issue. Can I throw in one comment that you just said when you said that charming name? She's they're screaming my body, my choice. Well, it was for the majority of them, it was their choice to get pregnant. If they didn't make that choice, they wouldn't have been pregnant. And if they didn't want to be pregnant, how many different contraceptives are available today? There is no excuse for an unwanted pregnancy if you know your body and you understand what this is all about. But when being fed a bunch of lies saying it's not really a viable baby, that's a different issue. So parents, learn what your kids are learning in biology. You'll be shocked. And try teaching your kids about sex education. Yeah, well, yes, and you should be teaching your kids about sex education, not some stranger. Why would you leave a job like that to a stranger? Bad, bad idea. Well, yes, outsourcing uh, parenthood, the total outsourcing of parenthood, which again was part of the COVID thing that, wait a minute, what's really going on with my kids' life? It was amazing that way. Uh, hold that thought. Don't touch that dial. Don't go away. We will be right back. You're listening to Karen Schoen, and this is the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with Florida Citizens Alliance. Hold that thought. We'll be right back. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. It's summertime. Ready for your vacation to the beach, the lake, or the mountains? But what about your accommodations? Ever wonder what germs were left behind by the previous guests? 
Kathy G. from Tulsa says the Genesis Fogger gives her peace of mind and confidence when traveling. With Genesis, she knows that the air and surfaces in her vacation rental are free of bacteria and viruses left behind by the previous occupants. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. As Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. Many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 120 times per month. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost, an immune supplement that contains full effective doses of science-backed nutrients like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea, all in a one-a-day, pill-free, ultra-absorption ingestible gel. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code AMERICA50 for 50% off any order of Immune Super Boost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code AMERICA50 for 50% off. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, Get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. Welcome back, everyone. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education, and we are brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor who is doing an incredible job. And I will be testifying in front of a committee that will be making the decision as whether or not an increase to our Medicaid should be made to include transgenders. Well, as we know, I am not in favor of that. To me, that is an elected surgery. And if you elect to have it and you're over uh, 18, that's up to you. Just leave our kids alone because they have no business even discussing this when they can't read and write. And that is the travesty. And I also believe that not being able to read and write, not having a destiny, not having a purpose in life, and focusing only on emotion is part and parcel as to why these kids, especially our young men, are taking up arms and shooting innocent people, because to them, this is the way that they will become recognized. That's a tough one. And uh, when I discuss education and all of the things that are going on right now, 
We have a wonderful guest, Alex Newman, who has been on the show many times, and I love to have him because he knows so much about so many things, and so many things are happening, Alex, all at once. It's very difficult. What do we talk about? Should we talk about how they're trying to create a worldwide food shortage, how they're trying to create an energy crisis. It's tough to decide. So let's pick on the one that I think has really slammed everyone in the pocketbook, and that is the inflation that seems to be tied to the lack of commitment of our administration to do anything about using all of the wonderful natural resources that are in America, forcing Americans to use uh, Russian oil or oil from countries that come right out and say, we hate you, we want you dead, and now we're giving them money. How does that work, Alex? That doesn't work. And thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you so much for having me on the program, Karen. It's always great to be with you. And, uh, you know, I, I actually warned that this was coming. It, it was, to me, incredibly obvious what was happening in 2015. I went to the UN Climate Summit in Paris, and uh, the Barack Hussein Obama administration was there supposedly negotiating, and the communist Chinese were there. And uh, my big takeaway, and this is what I reported, uh, my big takeaway from there was that, hey, the uh, Obama administration, and of course, uh, the O'Biden administration has just continued um, the, even the same people, the same policies. It's just, a, you know, Obama 2.0. Um, and, and what I said was going to happen was the Obama administration is going to do its best to destroy our energy infrastructure and our energy production under the guise of saving us from climate change. And uh, the communist Chinese are going to, as they promised at the time, continue to expand their CO2 emissions. They promised they were going to keep building coal-fired power plants. So they, they didn't even lie about it. They, they were pretty open about the fact that they were planning to continue uh, getting whatever energy they wanted, whenever they wanted. And so I, I forecasted that this was about much more than um, just harming energy. And it certainly had almost nothing to do with actual climate change. You know, the whole hypothesis is a joke. The real objective, I think, is to finish destroying the American economy, to finish squeezing the American middle class out of existence, and to transfer what productive capacity we still had left in this country over to communist China in preparation for what these globalist totalitarians refer to as the shift from a unipolar world order to a multipolar world order um, that required the controlled demolition of the American economy. And of course, uh, all economies run on energy, right? No energy, no economy. That's pretty simple. Um, and so what was happening with, and I mean, Obama told us this, right? He said, hey, your, your energy prices are necessarily going to skyrocket under my plan. Well, what does that do? If American energy prices are skyrocketing and communist Chinese energy prices are stable because they're still building more coal-fired power plants, they're still using reliable energy. They said up until 2030, they were going to keep expanding. And I mean, anybody who believes that they're going to stop in 2030 is just silly. So what happens? American companies look at this and say, hey, you know, we really wanted to keep our factory in Ohio. We really wanted to keep our factory in Missouri. But, um, you know, we can't. We can't compete anymore. Labor costs here are so high because of all these crazy regulations. Taxes are so high. Uh, we can't afford energy anymore. It's costing us all this money to keep the lights on at the factory. We're just going to have to finally go ahead and ship our business over to China. And so that's what's been happening. Um, you know, the inflation, I think, is a two-pronged assault on the American middle class. Partly it's that they've been creating new dollars like it's going out of style. Partly it's that they've been destroying the supply chains, destroying our, um, our energy industry. 
And so we're getting slammed from both sides. And of course, it's going to get worse before it gets better, assuming it ever does get better, Karen. Well, the only way I believe it'll get better is if we change the regime that's in office now. And unfortunately, unlike Great Britain, we are not in a position where I don't see McConnell or McCarthy or Pelosi or Schumer resigning (laughs) uh, because they have a vote of no confidence. Uh, That doesn't work in America, unfortunately. Uh, We do our changes through elections, and that's why it is so important to make sure that when you're talking to people, just because they have an R in front of their name or after their name means that they are actually a uh, conservative Republican who believes in America. Because what we're finding, especially with that group of 14 that continually is giving our money to Ukraine and our arms to Ukraine and our oil to uh, our enemies, uh, these people are globalists. They are not Republicans. So you cannot blanket a Republican just because there's an R. You have to ask the right questions. And that's what we, the people, are supposed to do as we redress our government. If we want to get rid of them, we have the opportunity to do that, and it's coming closer than not. And yes, I do believe, uh, and Alex, you can verify this, if we change the House and the Senate, and we are able to get a filibuster-proof Senate, which means that we would have over 60 senators who are America first senators. And I I don't care what acronym you give them. We have to believe in our country. If we don't believe in our country, then why on earth would we want to be here? So we have to choose people who believe in America and who want to do something, but they would have the power to override any of Joe Biden's insane Uh, economy-killing, devastating programs that he will be trying to put in place, like burning our corn and soy for fuel so that he increases the ability of having uh, food shortages. So what do you think, Alex? Do we have hope if we can change and get the right people? Well, you know, the Democrats are certainly not acting like they're concerned about losing an election, even though every indicator, including the fake media's fake polls, shows that they are going to get clobbered. And so that suggests to me uh, a very troubling scenario. There's only, I think, a few ways to explain this. Uh, one is they're not planning on having an election, okay, which is possible. You know, maybe the, um, a new outbreak of some pandemic, real or imagined, right? Um, maybe they're planning to cheat so much that um, they're not worried about losing. Or maybe they know that uh, Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy are so much part of the establishment that nothing significant will change if and when the fake Republicans take power. That's not to say every Republican is uh, part of the predator class. It's not to say that every Republican is in on this. But, uh, you know, if they get enough Republicans to vote for Kevin McCarthy as speaker and, uh, you know, the the rhino Mitch McConnell remains as head of the uh, Republicans in the U.S. Senate, uh, the Democrats really have nothing to be concerned about. We'll probably have some fake oversight hearings. They'll say, oh, wow, that was really not appropriate of you. They'll, you know, charge some low level uh, FBI attorney with wrongdoing and then 
then that'll be the end of it. Right. Uh, so I think it's a very troubling sign that the Democrats seem so unconcerned. Right. Under normal circumstances, you're you're a party that's been engaged in wanton criminal behavior. I mean, destroying the country, treason subversion, sedition, insurrection, every, everything you can think of, arming terrorists, aiding and abetting enemies of the United States. I mean, all, all the most serious crimes you can think of, these people are guilty of. And so under normal circumstances, if they're looking at this and they're thinking, oh, whoa, the opposition might take power, we're in trouble, they'd be panicking. And, and they would at least take their foot off the gas and say, oh, no, you know, we were just kidding. We're not really trying to destroy your country. Sure, you can drill for oil again, right? Don't, look, don't, don't mind us. Pretend like nothing happened. Uh, but they're not doing that. And that, I think, is very, very troubling, Karen. I happen to agree with you, especially after reading um, about our strategic oil reserve and how it is being depleted by not. Well, first of all, let's understand what this is. This is not a reserve of oil that is to be used to reduce prices. That's not the purpose of it. This is a reserve of oil, which President Trump, when oil prices were so low, filled to capacity to make sure that we, the people, Americans, in time of need, should we have a crisis, would be able to have enough oil to sustain us until we worked our way through the crisis. It has nothing to do, as I said before, about lowering prices. And yet now we turn around and find that 15% of this strategic oil, of which Biden is depleting by a million barrels a day, a million barrels a day for the next uh, 180 days. So that is 180 million barrels of oil. And 15% of that is going to our strongest enemy, communist China. What's that all about, Alex? I don't think you can explain this in any other way than treason and betrayal. I mean, this is betraying your own country. And uh, you know, I wonder what's going on. I wonder if it's because of the dirt that they have on Hunter Biden. Uh, we know now that Hunter Biden was literally in bed with communist Chinese agents and also in uh, business dealings. Uh, of course, we got the famous recording where he talks about how he's got a, a major business deal with the I won't repeat the cuss words, but the intelligence chief of communist China. And so, I mean, these people have been betraying their country to China since long before they took the White House again. Um, and so, you know, what's going on? Is there blackmail going on? Possibly. Do they just hate their country so much? Possibly. But uh, honestly, it's not anything new. Uh, the establishment in the United States, the deep state, if you will, the Council on Foreign Relations people, the Bilderbergers, they have been building up communist China at every step of the way, going back to the revolution that took where the communists took power in China. You had the, their flax at the New York Times calling Mao an agrarian reformer and painting him as some kind of a reasonable human being. You had uh, George Marshall, the Secretary of State and Secretary of Defense, uh, put an arms embargo on our ally, Chiang Kai-shek, to make sure that the communists could come to power there. Uh, they did everything possible to bring the communists to power. Then they did everything possible to build up this regime. And, and they did it in the open. That's the amazing thing, Karen. Uh, you had David Rockefeller going over there in the early 1970s and uh, coming back and writing in the New York Times that uh, as he saw it, the social experiment in China under the leadership of Chairman Mao is one of the most important and successful in all of human history. They were telling us what they were doing. And then from there, they proceeded to send over our technology. Uh, the big American companies went over there and sold out. And um, so this is just a continuation of this. The communist Chinese literally have Bushes on their payroll. They have Clintons on their payroll. They have Bidens on their payroll. And um, none of this is, is a secret. It's in the open.
It certainly is. And let's not forget, folks, you said something very important. Um, uh, Chairman Mao went after the farmers. Now, why would he do that? Because that is the fastest way to get rid of the opposition is to eliminate food. And as a result of that, 60 million people were almost starved to death. Now we take a look at what's going on in the Netherlands. There was a big demonstration this past week where the farmers of the Netherlands said, no, we're not going to do what you want. And what is happening in the Netherlands is the administration of the Netherlands has decided that nitrogen, a gas that we need to breathe, folks, we breathe in nitrogen, it's part of our atmosphere, is toxic and poisonous. And therefore, the farmers are poisoning the land. So the administration has to take over the farmland and be the ones to run the agricultural business. Now, what will happen from that? Going back to the playbooks, Alex, what will be the result of the government taking over the food source? Yeah, that, that is exactly what's happening right now. I believe that the controlled demolition of our food supply, the engineered collapse of uh, the food supply in the United States and around the world has been uh, deliberately engineered to make this possible. Um, they want to completely eliminate uh, independent farmers, independent ranchers, anybody who's not controlled. And they want to eventually centralize control over all food production in the hands of the Borg, if you will, the, the merged corporate and state power centers. Right. Uh, and this is not just happening in America. Uh, I've, I've actually been following this for over a decade um, in Brazil. They're expropriating the farms from the independent farmers and ranchers uh, under various pretexts, save the environment, climate change, give the land back to some Indians, things like that. Um, in America, they're doing the same thing. Uh, these new SEC rules, uh, obviously designed to crush farmers and ranchers because small farmers and ranchers are not going to be able to report and track all their greenhouse gas emissions. I mean, it's ludicrous. These people need to farm, right? They need to wake up first thing in the morning before the sun comes up so they can be out there tilling the soil and planting the seeds and harvesting. They don't have time to keep track of ridiculous emissions. What it's going to do, uh, and this is what the American uh, Farm Bureau has, has publicly stated, it's going to destroy, crush, and bankrupt small farmers and ranchers. Um, in China, they're pushing the, the peasants off of the land and uh, having these giant mechanized corporate government controlled farms take over. And so the goal, I think, is the same as it was uh, back in the 1970s when Henry Kissinger came up with the National Security Memorandum 200, where they talked about using food as a weapon to bring about their preferred policies around the world, in particular population control, sterilization, things like that. So um, they want total control of the food supply. They want to make it impossible for, for any independent farmer or rancher to be able to make a living doing this outside of the system. And uh, once you get control of people's food, uh, there's really not much that you can't force them to do, right? When people's kids are hungry, they'll do whatever you say. Exactly. And you know what they will say? You want food? Oh, we'll give you food stamps. You bring your guns and uh, turn in your guns. That's right. And, and put your kids is, in public school and get right. your vaccines and get to, you know, that it, the list goes on. And this is a this is a government 
folks, they will not stop. What we have to understand is that they don't care. They don't care what the ramifications are. They don't care what the collateral damage is. They do not care. They are totally driven for one purpose, and that is called power. And he who controls the energy controls the country. He who controls the food controls the people. And as Stalin said, less people, less problems. And that's what they believe. And I truly believe that this is a concerted effort to shrink our population, whether it be by vaccine, of which we are now finding out. Alex, did you get a chance to look at that report? That was horrifying how many deaths have come from the vaccines within five days of the vaccine, so many so that the um, doctors in Europe have come together as a group and are demanding that the vaccines be pulled from the shelves. In the meantime, we want to vaccinate kids that are under five years old. How is that going to be working? It's not. We don't know what's in these vaccines. We have no idea. But one of the things that we do know is that the statistics are showing that more people are dying, more men have a lower sperm count. Now, why would that be important, folks? Because they don't want a higher population. They want a lower population. Um, I believe Bill Gates is on record saying he wants a billion people or less. I know Ted Turner wants 500 million or less. But these people are buying our farmlands, and where are the governors saying, no, you can't do that? No, we will not sell China, communist China, some of the lushest farmland in the world, because that's what America is all about. We have the best resources, and we're giving them away through this horrible, awful regime, which is nothing more than communism. And unfortunately, it's so inter- it's so sad when you listen to some of those commentators talking about how the republicans are pushing a fascist government i don't even think they know what the word fascism means do you alex listen to no. what they say they can't no. know what it means no it's it's pathetic um because fascism is, is quite literally what's going on in communist China. It's what they plan here. And ironically, the so-called anti-fascists are, are at the forefront of promoting fascism. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's true. We have what we call the upside down world. And this is what is happening. But I think there's hope, Alex. What can people do? Um, we, we need to have a game plan of what people can do. And one of the things I know you are strongly in favor of is getting your kids out of public school. So tell everybody about your website, and, uh, because I believe that that's of utmost importance also. Yeah, thank you. I, I do think that uh, getting kids out of the government's brainwash camps is one of the most important things that average people can do. And the great thing is you can do it now. You don't have to wait until some law has changed or some policy has changed or some state or federal um, you know, approval goes through. You just do it. You take your kids out. Um, and and I, I do believe that's one of the most valuable things that parents can do for the future of faith, family, and freedom in this country. Um, also, I, I really encourage people to, first of all, get educated themselves and then educate others in their community. 
um, you know, get uh, spread this radio show, uh, you know, get the archive and send it out to people, you know, uh, get involved in, in politics. Uh, if you can run awesome, do it. If you can't find somebody who's running that you can support, maybe you can knock doors for them. Maybe you can contribute financially. Uh, but we've got to get good candidates at the local, at the county, at the state. And uh, unfortunately, the federal level is increasingly difficult, but we've got to get good people at every level. If we don't, um, you know, it's, um, it's going to be very difficult to get out of this mess. So I do encourage people to get involved that way as well. Uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to spend all your time on it, but, um, you know, at least hitch one of your wagons to, uh, to the Liberty movement in the political realm. And, um, you know, it's and, and get involved in your faith community too. If you're Jewish, you know, get involved in your synagogue. If you're Christian, get involved in your church because, um, you know, I think if there is going to be successful resistance to this tyrannical program, uh, it's going to come from people of faith, uh, just like during the American War for Independence. It was pastors who helped uh, rile up their congregations and encourage people to uh, to resist the tyranny. So uh, it, it's always been and it's and it's got to be that way. So, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of our churches have um, have bought into the globalist propaganda or they've bought into the lie that um, oh, pastor can't talk about politics. Uh, that's simply not true. So, um, you know, educate the people in your communities and your congregations, uh, of course, the people in your own family and get involved somehow and do it urgently because <laughs> everything is on the line at this point. Yes, that's the big the big thing is urgent, folks. Uh, you can't sit around anymore. The time for educating is over. We know what's going on. We can see it with our own eyes. We can see the dollar signs blowing out the window every time we go shopping for something. We can see this happening and we have to say to ourselves, this is how they are trying to steal our country and go after these people. When you are vetting your candidates, the first and most important question that you should be asking them is, will you impeach Biden? And if their answer is, well, you know, I got to see what other people are doing and I got to see where the uh, um, leadership is, what their guy, that's not the right person to have in office. That's not the person you want. That's not the person that's going to fight for your rights. You have to ask the right questions and don't sit back and accept what they're saying without asking the next question. How will you do it? What do you intend to do? Because if we don't motivate the people who are representing us and they don't know how we feel, then how can they represent us, which they can't? Alex, before we uh, run out of time, please tell everyone about your uh, public school exit website, because that is such a help for people who are considering taking their kids out of public school, which is most important. I can't say that enough, because I strongly believe that all of these shootings that we're seeing got their roots in education, in the lack of education. And I would bet if we took a, a reading test to those kids that went and shot people up, I bet they can't read. I bet they can't write. It's criminal what we're doing to our kids. And we are now, uh, we are now reaping the results of this horror story called school. And I am ashamed to say that I was a teacher because I would never have taught this garbage. So where can people go, Alex? Uh, well, thank you so much, Karen, for having me on the program. And thanks for all that you do. Uh, the website is publicschoolexit.com. Uh, we're there to help parents and pastors and rabbis and whoever, um, 
get children out of the government brainwash camps as quickly as possible. We've got all kinds of resources there, including you know financial resources. If that's necessary, we can connect you with uh, anybody on our advisory board. We've got incredible uh, members there who can help you do anything from set up a school to uh, set up a co-op to set up a scholarship fund, uh, You know whatever the needs are in your area or for your family or for your community or for your church, um, you know, we're there to help. And again, that's at publicschoolexit.com. And uh, people can also find my, my work at thenewamerican.com. Uh, that's the New American Magazine. I'm senior editor there. And then my personal website, libertysentinel.org, has a lot of great stuff too. So It does. The articles on Liberty Sentinel are terrific, folks. And the most important thing that you can do is when you read an article and you understand it and believe in it, is to share it. Don't keep the information to yourself. That's not going to prove anything. That's not going to do anything. What you want to do is share the information that you have read, share the information. And this way, you will alert the people in your community as to what's going on. Uh, We have so many things happening right now as again, simultaneously, that it's very hard to wrap your head around what's important. So don't try to think that you have to be involved in everything. Pick something that you like and exceed at that one. Pick something that you can get involved in and become the expert in that one. And then the best thing you will see is that people will listen to you because you are telling the truth. And that is key. And make sure that whoever you elect to office listens to you. You want to become their buddy. You want to become their friend. You want to be on their speed dial that when you call them, they pick up the phone and they go, hello, Karen, how are you? That's the kind of relationship you want to have with your representative. Having a representative represent you that doesn't know how you feel is no representation at all. So thank you so much, Alex. I appreciate everything that you're doing. And folks, please go to Alex's website and please share his information. Well, folks, another wrap, as they say, and hope you learned a whole bunch because that's what this show is all about learning and spreading the truth. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Please go to the Alliance website and look and see what the Alliance is doing and share whatever you need with your state. Have a wonderful week, folks. See you again next week. But I'll-